Welcome to Lady in the Couch, a podcast about mental health and well-being, relationships, and topics specifically related to women. I am your host, Autumn Collier, a licensed psychotherapist in Atlanta, Georgia. Let's have a seat on the couch. Welcome, welcome. So today we are going to be talking about apologies and some sucky apologies. So guilty pleasure of mine. I watch a good bit of reality TV. And while watching reality TV, I see my share of sucky apologies. There are a lot of offenses that occur during the episodes. And of course, I know it is for the dramatic flair. It's all about the drama and it's all about good TV, which is why we watch it. It's just that mindless entertainment that just sucks us in and we don't have to think about like real life stuff. So during a lot of the episodes and just in real life in general, I oftentimes see and hear sucky apologies and they never resolve the issue or They are very superficial where the apology is given. However, at least one of the two parties walks away feeling unheard or feeling like the apology was not authentic and definitely feeling that the offense will happen again and they don't know if they can fully trust, let go, or even genuinely forgive the person who committed the offense. So I want to talk a little bit about some tips to ensure we have a more authentic, genuine, and effective apology when we have to say those two words, I'm sorry. I think the difficult part about apologies is that it puts us, especially adults, in a very vulnerable situation. And as we reach adulthood, we have, in many cases, learn how to conceal our vulnerabilities, our insecurities, the places that we don't want exposed. We've learned how to conceal those. And for some reason, we may feel that giving an apology exposes our vulnerabilities or lets people know that we're not perfect. You know, if you watch two small children playing with one another, interacting with one another, and one child may accidentally hurt the other child, they quickly apologize and instantly move forward. You don't see a grudge held between the two of them. They just really keep it moving. It is pretty remarkable and actually very uneventful to watch it happen. It's actually a beautiful thing. The child can easily recognize when they've hurt someone and they instantly try to repair what they've done. And resolution happens very quickly after the apology. In addition to masking our vulnerabilities, one big factor that gets in the way of adult apologies is ego. You know, I typically say that ego interferes in adult relationships quite often. And those are, whether it is platonic or romantic, ego really gets in the way of our relationship. Even in our career, you know, where there might be supervisory or managerial relationships at your job, ego oftentimes gets in the way of relationships. Another thing that gets in the way is defensiveness. Sometimes we show up feeling defensive and guarded to where we are really holding on to our beliefs and we don't like feeling challenged. And it's interesting because, you know, that defensiveness or that guard we put up. (laughs) 
it's almost like it is just holding in our ego, keeping our ego behind the wall. So there's no room to release the ego because we're not letting that wall down as well. So some of the main characteristics of a sucky apology include a couple of things. The first one I will say is the one word that should not belong in any apology is the word if, and I'll get to the second word in a minute, but the first word is if. If does not belong in any authentic apology. The word if is very conditional and it doesn't have any certainty around it. How can you genuinely apologize for something and be intentional and sincere with your apology if you don't know what you've done or if you are not certain that you actually offended someone? You know, what you'll hear someone say is, well, I apologize if I hurt your feelings or I apologize if you're offended. I apologize to everyone if I've offended you. That kind of sounds like a catch-all apology, just trying to do all the above just to capture it all. It's kind of like saying, okay, I said it, let it go, let's keep moving. And it's not really sincere. The fact that the person apologizing says, if, you know, if I've hurt you, I'm sorry, that kind of means that the person apologizing doesn't truly know if they've offended someone. And if you don't know if you've offended someone, then there's no clarity. So you'll probably do it again. And also I have to question that person. If you're not sure if you've offended someone or if you're not sure what you've done, why are you apologizing? So this type of apology exudes the air of ego. And it also on some levels could insinuate that you don't even care enough to find out how you have hurt someone if you're still operating from the if standpoint. Another thing with the if apology, it can sometimes come off as condescending or somewhat gaslighting, like the I'm sorry if you feel that what I said was X, Y, Z. You know, that's kind of the big one, the big no-no, don't do it. It kind of has this air of you trying to say your feelings are somewhat unreasonable and difficult to understand. So, you know, I'm sorry if you felt offended by what I said, you're really highlighting or even downplaying your behavior and suggesting that that person may be unreasonable. So it does kind of come off as condescending and belittling. And of course, you know, the listener of the apology or the receiver of the apology, they do not feel heard or that the person apologizing truly understands or is truly sorry. So the next word that has no business in an apology is the word but, B-U-T. When given an apology, but creates an opportunity to justify the behavior. Also, the word but is very negating. You know, when you say something and then you put a but, but pretty much negates everything you say before it. So I'm sorry, but, okay, but just negated that I'm sorry. And now what's about to come out your mouth next is an excuse or justification for your poor behavior or offensive behavior. So if you want to see someone like get pissed off or deflate or become extremely irritated, throw a but in your apology. It'll lessen the apology because it takes away the accountability from the person apologizing. It then creates a reason for their bad behavior. Also, when we use the word but in our apology, the person being apologized to somehow ends up getting blamed or being the cause 
or the apologizer's bad behavior. So somebody might say, well, I'm sorry I lashed out at you, but you know how I feel when you bring up X, Y, Z. Okay, so now we've taken away the onus from ourselves and now we're blaming the individual that we're apologizing to for our bad behavior. This also means the situation is unresolved and it's probably going to happen again. So this is a type of apology. It also comes from a defensive stance and the need to deflect accountability. It's almost like a frantic attempt to avoid a consequence and escape the feelings of guilt. So now the person being apologized to might begin to question what they did wrong or even diminish their own feelings or feel like they're being gaslit. And this can also lead to feelings of resentment. So there are indeed ways to apologize so that genuine regret is expressed and the person being apologized to feels heard and respected. And also, you know, the person apologizing, the apologizer can walk away with dignity. So, you know, just because we're apologizing doesn't mean we're groveling at someone's feet or begging them to accept our apology and pardon us. That's not what it means either. There's still a level of dignity there that the person apologizing wants to feel. So I'm going to give seven tips on how to apologize that will help you sustain and repair relationships of all types. So tip number one when apologizing, and this tip is for the apologizer. Number one, seek clarity about your actions. So in order to avoid giving the lazy if apology, you know that, well, I apologize if dot, 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 you know, the reality TV apology that often happens. It is imperative that you understand what it is you did wrong. And this might include asking questions. Ask questions if needed to seek clarity about your actions. So you must truly care enough, however, about resolving the issue and making amends for clarity to occur. So if you don't care, then you probably won't, you know, try to go the extra mile to see what it is you did wrong. You may just leave it at the, well, I apologize if I hurt your feelings. All right, we good? You may just leave it there. However, if you truly care and don't want this this conflict to happen again, or at least at your hands, then you seek clarity. You must care enough also not to commit the offense again and cause harm. So once you get clarity, you can try just saying, I'm sorry, I blank behavior and made you feel blank. Simple as that. If you feel that you have to add an if in your sentence, then you don't really know if you offended someone and an apology may not even be needed. So you cannot change your offensive behavior and repair relationships until you know exactly what it is you have done to hurt someone. So another flawed example would be, I'm sorry I yelled at you and made you feel dismissed, period, the end. That is your apology. Tip two, listen. No, really, listen. So Understanding what you did to offend someone involves humbling yourself and really hearing them. Oftentimes, when we hear someone's complaints about us, we're in defense mode. And instead of listening, we are thinking about our rebuttal. So really listen to the person and hear how your actions have affected them. Allow yourself to feel and be empathetic to their experience. Remember also, you may not agree with how they feel, but It is how they feel. And if someone tells you how they feel, then there is no room for if I made you feel because now you're clear as to how you offended them. So if someone says you made me feel 
dismissed or as if I didn't matter, then there's no room for, well, if I made you feel dismissed, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. You have made them feel that way. So it's as simple as, I'm sorry that I did X behavior and made you feel dismissed. Tip three, it is important to recognize and understand that apologizing doesn't mean you are wrong. So when you apologize, it doesn't necessarily mean that you are objectively wrong. Sometimes apologies are needed because of actions derived from good intentions. Sometimes apologies are also needed just to clear the air or to be able to continue to progress in the relationship or even progress in the moment. Or you might realize that maybe an action or behavior on your end may have created some dissonance in the relationship in the moment that an apology or clarity could rectify and allow you all to be able to move forward. So it may not be that you did a heinous act or that you are objectively wrong. It may just be that that apology might be needed in this moment to progress forward. No, I'm not saying apologize for something you didn't do, but if maybe your actions unintentionally created a hostile environment or created the opportunity for conflict, then a simple apology and clarity might be needed. So it could be, you know, let's say in the workplace where you've maybe given a directive or something may have occurred and it caused a lot of confusion and there is not a lot of clarity around the directive and it created confusion for your team members. Then in that moment, the apology is more so to acknowledge I'm acknowledging that the way I maybe deliver the directive or communicate the directive may have been confusing and you're moving forward. It's not that you've done a heinous act or you've just done something incredibly wrong. However, that apology is acknowledgement to the team that I see you and I see what has occurred and actually I get how you might be confused right now. So I apologize for that. And then you can move forward. Tip four, apologize only if you really mean it. So the hallmark of a sincere apology is you must care. It needs to matter to you that you have offended someone and there must be a concerted effort to make it right. Apologies are sometimes flippant because a person does not care and therefore really isn't sorry. And if that's your stance, don't apologize. So nothing beats a sorry apology than a repeated apology for the same transgression. So if you apologize and you really don't mean it, you will find yourself continuously apologizing for the same offensive behavior. And if this is you, if you see that you are constantly doing the same behavior and repeatedly having to apologize for this same behavior, then it may be worth further exploring the lack of empathy that you may be experiencing towards the other person's experience, towards the person you keep apologizing to, there may be a lack of empathy there regarding their experience and how they are experiencing you. And if you are in the situation where you are consistently getting apologized to for the same transgression, then you may want to evaluate your relationship with the offender. So along with apologizing only if you mean it, Don't just apologize. We also want to see that change in behavior. And at some point, there may be the realization that 
you know what? I keep doing this behavior. I keep committing this offense towards this individual. I should probably maybe stop apologizing and chuck it up to this might just be a personality trait of mine or a character flaw of mine. And it may be also for the person who keeps getting offended to realize that this might just be who they are. So instead of demanding or needing an apology from them, I may just have to come to the realization that this is them. Can I live with it? Tip five, take ownership of your behavior. So when you apologize, it's all about you and your actions. Statements that begin with I should pretty much be all you communicate. So you want to refrain from you statements. When you say, well, you, um, that begins to turn the table to focus on the behavior of the offended person, which is not conducive in an apology. So you want to focus solely on yourself. So in this moment, yes, it is all about you. Focus on yourself. This not only creates an awareness and accountability for your offensive behaviors, it also allows the offended person to feel safe and speak openly and honest with you without fear that they will be blamed for your bad behavior. So we want to use tons of I statements. I'm sorry. I did this act, I offended you, I hurt you, I understand my behavior, so I, I, I. And we want to refrain from you. Well, when you did this, or when you said this, that's when I then reacted, or when you told me, or when I saw you, we want to refrain from you. Tip six, you want to do it for you too. So an apology can be just as beneficial to the apologizer as the person receiving the apology. There is something freeing in acknowledging that you messed up and you are mature enough to make it right. No one is perfect and we all have offended someone at some point in our lives. You know, many times the aftermath of the offense becomes greater than the offense itself because it was not swiftly put to rest with a genuine apology. And, you know, for folks who indulge in reality TV, I'm sure you see this often, that something that could have been deaded or ended with a simple apology has been dragged on all season because that genuine apology and attempt to resolve was not done early on. So we want to swiftly put our offenses to rest with a genuine apology. This also allows you to release yourself from the guilt and stress of knowing that you have wronged someone and just make it right. And then the last tip, tip seven, don't do it again. So now that you sincerely apologize for your offensive behavior, stay in good graces and don't re-offend. Life happens. No one is perfect. We get that. However, now that you know exactly how you have hurt someone, be super careful to avoid doing it again. So nothing shows a more sincere apology or that you care more than considering the person's feelings by not recommitting the same transgression. So not only do we want the apology, we want the behavior to align with that apology and not reoffend or try our best to not reoffend. So to conclude, when it comes to apologies, it takes maturity, empathy, and a huge slice of humble pie to offer a genuine apology. It is also worth it to swallow your pride and suppress your ego a tad to prevent destroying any type of relationship or to reconcile a relationship. If offenses were swiftly resolved, then genuine apologies on reality TV 
wouldn't be much to watch. So, you know, our lives are filled with purpose and meaningful relationships that are not scripted or meant for others' entertainment. So, you know, do what a young child would do when they hurt or offend a friend. They apologize, quickly offer that olive branch or that hand to their friend. The friend accepts the apology and they keep it moving. And it is done very swiftly from a genuine and authentic place. So the next time you find yourself in a position where you need to apologize, consider these seven tips. And remember to leave a couple of words out of your apology, such as but and if. And you really want to be heavy with the word I, because it is all about you and your transgressions and you understanding how you have offended. And you definitely want to seek clarity to know exactly what you have done so that it doesn't happen again. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Lady in the Couch. Feel free to share this episode with your friends on all of your social media platforms. If you are in the Atlanta area and seeking therapy, visit ladyinthecouch.com to learn more. The content in this episode is not intended to diagnose or treat. It is for informational purposes only.